0: Atomic batteries to power.
1: in phoenix and you're listening to the absolute geek podcast i'm matt
2: i'm kyle i'm jose i'm brian
1: yes back by popular demand or maybe just because last week's episode was a fucking banger we got brian back
3: guys. everybody loved brian that was fun
2: i'm I'm glad jose's in on this one now
1: we had so many it was close that he
3: wasn't
1: (laughs) positive responses to you being on the show last week and so many people saying that it was such a banger of an episode that we brought you back again.
2: Cool, bro. Later. That was fun. I, I had so, a blast.
1: I really did. Yeah, now we got the Chongo with us and his, his shitty mic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> My kicking uh, mic. So it's yeah. the quadfecta tonight.
1: Yeah. It's back to the show's roots, a four a four person show. Or some. Yeah. You fucking pervert, Jose. Oh,
4: <laughs> oh man. It's been a long time. Yeah, last this week's week. been a four. Yeah, sorry about last week. I went to uh, California Although excuses I no no wait. I actually <laughs> went
1: to No,
4: I went to a, a <laughs> It was a graduation, graduation. I know, but um, went to Actually Thursday afternoon. You
1: like, is all on this all in the same weekend.
4: <laughs> Thursday afternoon, I actually got admitted to the ER cuz I got an allergic reaction. So like my whole face got puffed up.
3: What happened did you sniff your finger after you put it in your butt?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually pretty good. Um, that, that worked, yeah, the, good. He, he that worked, worked that out at the
1: good. store and spent too much money, so he had a little reaction to the bill.
4: <laughs> no, I don't know what it is because <laughs> I don't really have allergic reactions. and my No, just cheeks... stroke. No, I wish it was my stroke. I, I'd rather have a stroke than this stupid the thing.
1: Clicking started. It is so show now.
4: I had, um, I had an allergic reaction on my cheeks and my nose and my lips, and then... I was on 24 hour observation, and my parents uh, wanted to go to California at like in the morning on Friday, and we didn't leave till like about one o'clock on Friday. In the afternoon. Because I didn't get left. Yeah. Because I didn't get released till the afternoon.
3: Oh, so you should have done the show then.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. From, the, from hospital.
3: the
2: hospital, <laughs> from the emergency room. <laughs> I couldn't even talk. They hooked you up with some major steroids, like some super. Yeah,
4: they gave some and some cocktail of um, uh, what's it called? Anti. Inflammatories. Uh, no, no, that and uh, what's it called? Deca. It, uh, no, like uh.
3: What like Z packs?
4: allergy stuff. EPO. Uh,
3: oh, D-pain. you had like Benadryl. They, they
1: jabbed yeah, Benadryl, you with an EPO pen. Uh, like,
4: different things of of uh, Benadryl and stuff. You
1: had anti. I mean. Yes. The there we go. says hentai? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: No, he was just watching on his phone while he's in the emergency room. <laughs> yeah.
4: No, they actually um, prescribed me some Happy Pins.
3: So now I have a couple in my backpack.
1: Oh my God, you're copies. like an old man. Dude, I know. Like, you just progressively are getting worse.
3: Like, next time we see Jose, he's going to have a walker and shit I think it's I think, <laughs> Well, fellas, how's it going?
1: <laughs> I think it's time to t- contact Jake Gyllenhaal and find out where you can get a bubble boy outfit. Jesus.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's getting worse. So... That was my excitement for last week. That's why I couldn't do shit
2: last week. Do you know what it was from? Like, do they have any nope. ideas?
4: Nope, they have no idea. So I'm gonna see an allergist and
3: go from there. Oh, another reason for Jose not to do the show on Thursdays.
1: <laughs> there's no, there's no cure for being a cheap ass, Jose. I'm just, <laughs> just say.
4: Yeah, if only that worked. <laughs> I'm not paying. Like for... it.
1: <laughs> what do you mean, five dollars for two corn dogs? <laughs> And he just blows up and has a fucking allergic reaction.
4: Man, I'm excited about the doctor bill. I'm still paying off the doctor bill from November. What's Bro, just go or... bankrupt.
3: <laughs> just do what everybody else does and take those bills and just throw them in the garbage when you get them. <laughs> just freeze them. Isn't that what it's supposed to do?
1: You just throw them away. Be like, "Oops, never got this." What doctor bill? Opened. Yeah. Never uh... got this. You should go. Just start going to Canada or Mexico for treatment.
4: Oh, there you Mexico go. too
1: far away. Go to Canada. Oh, yeah, it's
4: so far. Too far away. <laughs> it's too it's... far away if I'm dying.
3: <laughs> you can get there. Your, your mom will drive fast. Well, all
1: the money <laughs> between your stroke and then everything else is with you. You've you spent enough money to buy a fucking helicopter or a charter, a <laughs> charter a personal jet.
4: I'm not going to spend $32,000 for a three minute ride. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that.
1: Charter a personal jet and just fly to Canada and get yourself some health care. <laughs>
4: Actually, they stopped talking or calling me, because my insurance is like, stop fucking calling him.
1: Oh, that's good. You're dealing with us now. Stop yeah. calling him. <laughs> you need to stop calling now. But anyways, right. so I want to want to get into some stuff here tonight. A little bit of a little bit of unpacking, a little bit of therapy session with you guys. And I think with Brian being here, this is gonna be a a really good uh, conversation. We all know. <laughs> That um, Batman Fifty came out yesterday, and the New York Times kind of spoiled it on Sunday. Kind of everything. Um, yeah, more. <laughs> well, not everything, but they they spoiled a lot of it. Um, Enough. Yeah, Tom King got pissed and he took to Twitter and got all mad about it, and he's saying it's not really a big deal because it's the first the first part in a hundred issue. Story, which if this love story really goes a hundred issues, I'm probably going to punch myself in the face. <laughs> I'm out. Just what the, way the they fuck draw would you that do that? Five issues, but um, my my big thing is with the spoilers, spoilers in our community, and the way it's handled. Um, Dan Slott, the the uh, writer best known for Spider Man, who's now doing, uh, Invincible Iron Man came out and he said that um in an interview he said uh his main concern he has about spoiler culture is that it deprives the storytellers the joy of surprising fans and preventing readers from experiencing the twists and stories in the context of the issue itself as opposed to a recap of the story somewhere else storytellers want to tell the best stories possible to do that some of the most important tools in our toolbox are surprise reveals If you rob us of that you can kill the heart of a story that many people have poured months of their lives into writing penciling inking coloring lettering and editors for a lot of us telling the story is more rewarding than any paycheck it's why we do what we do we want to be invested in a world of fantasy to care about the characters and what happened to them as if they were real so i'm i'm okay with that i have no problem with that um he said he continues and says it sucks for everyone it sucks for you if someone jumps in and tells you their opinions interpretations, summaries, snarky takes versions of a story before you even get a chance to experience it for the first time for yourself. Isn't that what movie critics do? I'm just, I'm just saying, isn't that, <laughs> isn't there a whole like career built upon that with, with critics? Um,
3: Wasn't there a TV
1: show with two guys that did it? Yeah. Um, However Slat also differentiates between companies choosing to spoil the events of their own stories and comic book websites and fans online doing so. He argues that publishers are doing it to get uh, traction in the mainstream and outside of the usual people to buy the comics. They're doing it to grow the industry, bring in new readers and make the industry stronger so we can keep the lights on the, at the company and at brick and mortar stores. While he believes that comic book websites are also doing it simply for clicks and fans online are doing it for attention. he notes though that one of the strongest aspects of this is when fans are so excited about a story that they want to tell everyone about it even though doing so would deprive the other fans of enjoying it in some ways that originally uh, that originally fans wouldn't as slat notes the whole thing is so damn frustrating okay like here's where where i have um problems with this okay To me, it it sounds like it's a double standard where he's saying it's okay for the industry to do it. It's okay for the company itself to do it. But fuck all those people that are like us who are sitting here podcasting, speculating on it or speculating on what's going to happen in the story or giving our opinions or our ideas. And fuck us if we're correct. You know, that's kind of where I'm taking it because you and I do it all the time, Kyle, with Walking Dead at what point it, can you say, oh, well, maybe it's just that your story is too fucking, you know, it it's predictable. too predictable. Exactly. Your story is too predictable.
3: Well, that's kind of where it's come now because, you know, more times than not, we've, we've, you know, especially with Walking Dead, we've actually projected it, you know, pretty close to what's gone on with it. I mean, maybe that is a problem, what's going on, you know, us as fans and we've read and we've evolved and we've you know, we've taken in so much and there's so much online, you know, it's, you know, for us to read and reread and interpret. I mean, maybe it is too easy for us to just predict what's going to go on.
1: At at some point though, like it feels to me like he, Dan Slott personally, he doesn't want to take responsibility for the industry as a whole. He just likes to to lash out and like pinpoint fans and, and target fans. Like you guys ruin this or you ruin that or, you know, and to me. He just, ruined Spider-Man. Yeah, this whole thing is just like oh, he did more than that. I understand <laughs> it. what what the New York Times did was, was fucked up. And I understand DC was building towards this or you know, this storyline for months now. And they've drawn it out over the last couple issues, five or six issues. But honestly, after reading Batman 50, one what they spoiled wasn't that big a deal. Honestly, like you saw it coming. I I saw it coming for months at. I, I think I think if you go back to the episode, a few episodes or well, more than a few episodes ago, when we first announced that they were t- going to that storyline, I said it's not going to happen. There's no I, way it happens.
2: I got a, I got a kind of similar take on it and I I agree with I think everybody that knows comics saw that wasn't going to happen. You're right, it's getting too predictable, but here's the other thing. I I totally bet that DC leaked that shit to the New York times, because here's the thing. Everybody knew they weren't going to get married. So what's more important, you know, drum up all this talk and get everybody hyped over comics and get it. in, you know, the New York times and get it on, you know, news and how it was a big deal. And then here's the other thing. They fucking fleeced so many people over these variant covers that Ooh. people were so mad over it
3: that Oh, i read i read forum after forum and, and post after post where people were like man like people spent a lot of money on these variants and there was and they were everywhere and everybody had them and people were buying them up and then it kind of got ruined and people were like well now we're fucking fucked and we're holding the bag now
2: yeah what's what's the point of a? in their eyes they're thinking what's the point of having a cover where batman and catwoman are married when they're not married Exactly, but but Matt is right. It might not end up being that way. I mean, this is a long story, and and da da da. Yeah, my <laughs> thing is, yeah, my thing is that I am I can about ninety percent sure DC leaked that shit.
3: I think so. I mean, it just look at and it. It almost may, it reminds me of the whole Cosmic Ghostwriter thing. Everybody thought it was going to be yes. Deadpool, and yes. what happened? So it was so supposed
2: it, to be Deadpool. That's it, no doubt.
3: And what happened is when it actually came out, it wasn't.
2: Well, it wasn't because everybody figured it out. And then and then Donnie Cates is like, shit, they they caught on. I need to change it.
3: But I I think it's along the lines of that is you know, everybody was figuring, you know, everybody had kind of figured it out already. And I think that's what it's boiling down to is people are pretty you know when it, when it's coming to this and in the way this is and exp- and I think a lot of this has to do with people who are flipping and selling things you know it a lot of it I think had to do with speculative market because so many people are researching looking into it so that they can invest and they know you know so that they can make their their couple bucks and I think that's there's so much research going on now where a lot of times is there wasn't as much research going on where people were like, you know, what I mean, a lot of people didn't read the previews, a lot of people didn't research, everyone just waited for the issue to come out. Yeah. And I think that's where it is, is you know, that's what that's how people are figuring out because people are, are really putting in and doing their homework and they're really connecting the dots to see what they can do and well, see you, how they
2: can the people that are sound like they're most pissed too are are the speculators, right? Because they're gonna ones taking the hit on having you know three copies of each of the 65 variants that are out there that cost anywhere from 10 to 40 50 60 bucks i mean i'm sure there's variants still coming out that are going to be out like san diego comic-con for this issue
3: oh yeah guaranteed i mean i i i just think that yeah i mean that's because i mean and I think that's part of it, too, is people – so that I think they leaked it. And I think it was to also – I think they also leaked it to drum up this, you know, even – bad I, you know, bad I, publicity yeah, right. is still good publicity.
1: Well, they did it to try – like, like Slot says, they're doing it to try and get people who normally wouldn't be your everyday comic book purchaser – into the stores to buy it to make you think that oh man this is going to be a huge issue batman and catman or catwoman are getting married cat- like cat man Cat-Man, yeah. <laughs> now batman, that would be, dude, that would be, be a good book batman and Catwoman are getting married this is going to be a historic book like this is this is comic history unfolding in front of us and it's it's not like it's, it's trying to trying to
3: push it to like a death of superman kind of thing
1: yeah yeah very that, much batman. that's that's very what it's being compared to is is the hype around the death of superman where that's was what like, they
4: did with, with Wolverine.
1: They built my, it, my kids they, are going to college on that yeah, comic. They okay. built it up and then when it came out, it was such a dud that like there's still shop. You can find that book anywhere. That's I don't know who you know, to find.
2: Anybody who thought Batman and Catwoman getting married was a good idea is a moron. <laughs> like it, it would be so much cooler if they just stayed, you know, Trist, you know, her showing up through his window every once in a while, or vice versa, whatever. That is Batwoman and or Catwoman and Batman right there. It's just yeah, a side band, thing that they're
3: in. doing that's just kind of
2: No, fun. I think I think that they write them as they love each other but they're not about getting married. They're not into like going on, you know, a honeymoon together or da da da. You know their thing is being Catwoman and Batman. You know what I mean? Like It's and, not like
4: Batman Returns or what's that movie with where they go to Paris and Live happily ever after.
2: Exactly. Like the, the bottom line is that it's always Catwoman's always going to be like a vigilante semi superhero. Bat Batman is who he is. And how are these people going to live a married life? That's what. Like, I, why are you writing in this into comics? The character I mean,
1: said it's a very Mister and Mrs. Smith type deal. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, it's silly. It's silly. And I think that I think that another problem is is that you've got some of these some of these social justice warrior um social justice warrior writers um you know brian michael bendis and yada 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 tom king jumping over there and being like you know we're gonna make a statement i'm tired of that i'm tired of that i want my i want my old school heroes i don't need my heroes to always be making a statement every month you know i i don't need that you know Mm -hmm. let's get some good stories it's why I miss like I know it sucks that Frank Miller is getting so old and he's just he's not he's not writing anything anymore Let's and shit. That he, yeah, because or Alan Moore isn't writing books anymore. I mean, it, Scott Snyder kind of took on that role a little bit, but then I think Scott Snyder is just getting tired of it. But there's nobody out there that's really taking that edgy, dark. Yes, it's all social justice warrior. We need to make a statement about you know, sexuality or need to make a statement about racism or it's like, come on, this is getting old. You're ruining I think, comics.
3: I think it's because a lot of companies are scared. And I think that's what they're pushing. You need to do this. You need to do this. You know, it's, it, it just refers back. Like, I don't know if you've seen on the news or on Facebook or nothing, but just like the lady at, uh, she was working at the gas station and her, her kid was in the hospital and she was like, uh, Hey, I got to take a couple days off because, um, my kids in the hospital, and they were pretty much like, "If you don't show up to work, you're fired." Well, the the lady put it on social media, the corporate office heard it or seen the, you know, seen it when it went viral. Fired the manager and told her she could take all the time off she wants. Yeah, they should let her take the time off, but I think companies are so scared to be overreact.
1: Uh, but at that point, no, but no.
3: and I, and I think this is I think that kind of mentality is. Is coming down into you know, and I think you know these up above at Marvel and DC are like, you need to do this, you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you know, and you know, writing comics is a job, and they want to keep their job. You know what I mean? Because you know, it's it's the same mentality I'm sure as every other job. If you're not going to do it, we'll find somebody who
1: will. But into counterpoint Brian's argument, it's in certain situations like that, it sets up a good thing. Brian Michael Bendis, I've been an advocator that why are you going to take a main hero that's already been established and change his sexuality at this point in the game? Why not just make a new hero for the LBGT community to get behind? Why not just make a new hero? But in Counterpoint, where Brian Michael Bendis decided to turn Iceman gay, that actually gave an opportunity to Scenic Grace to to take over that book and, and give a fresh voice to that character and a fresh perspective on on Iceman. It's one of the most popular books in Marvel right now.
2: Like, I think yeah. that's a good thing though, because you have somebody who lives that, I'm, this is going to come out. This might sound wrong. Lifestyle. Yeah. But you have somebody that likes seeing the grace that lives that lifestyle. Right. And I and can speak through that character where a lot of these, these authors have no idea what they're writing. I really right. don't I, like Dan slot. Spider-Man was so far from Spider-Man that yeah. it ruined the character. Oh man,
3: it yeah, made, it, it, made not, it
1: terrible. I'm I'm not a fan of Dan Slott. I'm very vocal against his work on Spider-Man because that's that's my hero, that's my character that's been since childhood. spider mans my dude, and I'm I've been very vocal about how much I don't like Dan Slott. Now the best thing Dan Slott did for Spider-Man was left um Spider-Man. W- was what
4: <laughs> left Spider-Man?
1: Well, not just right. <laughs> Spider-Man, but Superior. His Superior run was phenomenal.
2: You're right. I agree. <laughs>
3: but a chunk of it was and and it was great for a while and then it like it built up and then he like and then the last and then he rushed it and ended it like that's his problem
1: though he starts even with all of his crossover events they start strong then they putter and then they tank towards the end spider-verse like everything everything he does does that
3: but i mean because i remember when i first started reading superior i was like this is probably the greatest thing i've read in a long time and I was reading it. I was like, "Great, great. Oh fuck, what's happening? Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh man." That I got,
2: I got something for you. Give me one good storyline that's ended well. Any is there? Can you think of a single storyline in the last five years that's ended well? There's Bert. been some storylines that have come out, guns a blazing, man. Dude, dark, the Dark Metal storyline was so freaking amazing, and it took such a shit.
1: I never I got mean, into it. I thought it was shit from the start.
2: Oh, I loved it. I thought they were killing it and then they just took such a shit with those last like couple of issues and that the tie-ins. I, I can't think of a storyline that's ended well.
1: Um I think endgame Batman Endgame ended pretty well.
2: No, the
3: last couple of issues it petered out. Remember it was yes. like it was Batman's Day Off. Yeah. That was
1: cheesy. That was after it was over. That was it after was, the that storyline was over. Was no, day off. but
2: but they also did the whole uh commissioner Gordon in the in the bat robot thing i I thought that was stupid
1: the, well that's and again that's after that storyline like I think it and the end game storyline was where Batman and Joker both but died, died. underground yeah yeah, and B- Batman had a contingency plan to bring himself back and
2: I, again, that's, that's Scott and, Snyder I mean that's but, the only guy I can think that's writing that's been writing good comics in the last five years, ten years maybe.
1: I mean, I, I feel like...
3: Yeah, I think you're right, Brian. I can't really think of a really, like, hell yeah, that was, you know, nice closing to a book. Yeah,
2: yeah and Matt's totally hit it on the head. Batman is the last... New 52 Batman is the last book, book that I was like, I couldn't wait to get it every Wednesday that it came out. That was the first book I would read. I mean, I, I can't... There hasn't been a book like that for me since.
1: There's a couple image series that have ended well. Yeah. Right? Um, Huck ended well. But it a lot of these you can tell that they're they're ending them with the, with a contingency to continue them at some point.
2: Yeah, and a lot of those image series are, are also they're built on the premise that they have a good ending. Like these artists, these writers go, okay, I got a killer way to end a end a storyline. Let's build around that. Yeah, but like Huck wasn't like a 50 issue thing.
1: It was just exactly horses. yeah. No,
3: like, I, like like that whole thing was yeah. beginning middle and done. like they
1: already you know what I mean it wasn't like a continuing thing. Well, and I think that's I think that's what Image does. It's a contingency. It's show us give us a five issue storyline, beginning middle and end, and if it sells we'll go from there. Um metal or not metal. Um god damn it. What's the uh Frank Miller, not Frank Miller. God damn it. What am I thinking? Of? M- Mark Millar and um Greg Capullo Reborn.
2: Reborn. That ended well. Uh, I never, I, I didn't read that one. That's one I didn't read. I thought it just came out so slow that maybe that killed it for me.
1: But then you have, you have storylines that they want you to keep.
2: Yeah, but that was only what six or eight issues.
1: Yeah, but then you have things like, um, uh, you have stories that they want you to continue to care about that they just continue to backburner, like, uh, Doomsday Clock. Why the hell do you care about that storyline anymore?
2: I thought it was it was a cool idea, but it's coming out so slow. I think the last Way too you know, slow. One of the it's, now that I think about it, uh, uh Dark Side Wars was really fucking good. That was a really good series. I can't remember who wrote that, but that was a really good little tie-in series. But I think I think, you know, whoever said image was probably that's the other thing. Like uh, for having a, a decent amount of titles that are are good and end well, image is the only one I could think of crazy I mean, it's sad
1: it is but my my problem really with what dan slot is saying is that he's pointing the finger at us you're pointing the finger at your fan base you're pointing the finger at all of us who have a podcast like this who speculate all of us who read your books who who want to discuss it i don't and read then, his books and then the speculation market
2: i do you, do you think he's kind of been doing some kind of form of that for a while now that's become absolutely. his slick yeah, yeah that's sad yeah, because he's
3: come out a few times with like, you know, like poking the bear and, and some zingers at everybody.
1: And that's kind of what made me take issue when I read that tonight is it, it really got my blood boiling. And I was like, how are you going to sit here and, and point the finger at all of us and say, well, it's the fault of the people who read my stuff and figure out where I'm going because
2: I'm predictable, you
1: know, and you can see it coming from a mile away. And then, then they don't be, be like, predictable. Oh, talk about it
2: exactly right like, don't be predictable
1: right doing right
3: right in a direction that we don't that every week are going what the fuck is going on like this is great i cannot you know i i don't know what's going to happen next that that then you know what that that should be his own personal reflection is maybe i need to switch gears and i need to do something different as a writer
1: like the whisper war the whisper war fizzled towards the end in the walking dead but at the beginning of it as it was ramping up we didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Month after month, we'd read that book. Whatever Negan was doing, it seemed like it it kept changing. Like Kirkman was like, okay, I'm starting to become predictable. I'm going to throw this in here. And he'd have Negan do something that you never expected.
3: Well, that's what I think is going to happen with this when we get to this new – to talk about the new issue, The Walking Dead. I think we're going to throw out the predictability of it, and I think Kirkman is going to throw one of those
1: curveballs. And just – you know, we unfortunately are not in a situation yet where we're making, we're turning a profit from this show. But this is also—he's got to understand. Like we talked about before, we live in an age where the internet has unlimited possibilities. A lot of people are making their living talking off of stuff like this, mm-hmm. and and to say to basically chastise—not Jose—he couldn't their... get it to work. <laughs> For, to chastise someone for making their living talking about this, or talking about what's out in the media, or discussing this with people—it's—it's it's an open conversation, and especially this community where you get together with a bunch of comic book fans. And you're like, "Oh man, did you read this?" And you start talking about it, and analyzing it, and giving your opinions. And be damned if your opinion is exactly what's going to happen. If you, he hit should the be nail on the head.
3: He should be, he should be encouraging people like us to talk about it because it's. You know, I'm not going to toot our own horn, but it's people like us that sit here and talk about that make people want to go, man, I think I really need to buy those last three issues, and I need to see what the hell they're talking about and why they're coming to this conclusion. That sounds interesting, and I think that's what, when we did comic review, book reviews, I think that's what we did to a lot of our listeners is we gave them an insight as to, you know what? I need to go buy that book. That's freaking cool.
1: Even the owner of Drona Comics told you that. I wasn't reading that book, but the way you guys are talking about it and are passionate about it, it made me check it out. You know, it's it's great. Which, which book? It was, I think, it was Flash. We're, oh, we're man. really into Flash at the beginning.
3: Did Flash. That is that is right now. That is my favorite. That book is beat all. That's the one I look forward to to reading before. Above all, right now, especially with that what happened just in the last issue. Wow. Wow. Flash versus Flash versus Flash. Ooh, wow. wow.
4: Wow.
1: Wow. We wow. Went, wow. Wow. And I agree wow. with you, they should be open and embracing to the, our community like this. And it, to me, it's like you're throwing shade at the community that made you. If nobody buys comics, if nobody speculates about comics, if nobody talks about comics, Dan Slott doesn't have a fucking job in comics.
3: I wish nobody would buy his comics.
1: <laughs> I do too, honestly. His, he, he ruined Spider-Man for so long. And, and I've said it many times, and that's what pisses me off, too, is I've said it many times is that there's so many fresh voices out there. Um, We know one. Gregory Schoen, who's writing Ray Gun. We, You and I have loved Ray Gun Kyle.
3: That book's a awesome. Fresh
1: voice. Shout out. He, he's a fresh voice out there trying to make it in the industry. And and Marvel just keeps handing these books over to the same people that aren't doing them justice. It's nice to see Sidney Grace getting Iceman, but, you know. Back? back again yeah but you know i would like to see more fresh voices in the industry that are there that are just aren't getting their chance all right matt i'll do it what
3: i'll st- i'll do it i'll
1: step up to the plate i wasn't talking about you kyle oh <laughs> do it kyle if i mean if you want to write <laughs> and you can write a good story go for it
4: who's getting married
1: yeah kyle was getting
4: married. <laughs> the flash with the flash
2: flash versus flash versus flash
4: getting married yeah they're gonna move yeah. each
2: other i've heard a lot of people talk about this uh this f- recent flash storyline like it's just it's killing it that yeah. and and teen titans are the two that people are talking about that's just absolutely holding everything else up
1: well they're rebooting Teen titans aren't they
2: yeah but i think i think the whole damian rebooting uh the damien storyline is just getting better and better and whoever's writing him now they've kind of got a uh an idea of his voice you know damien's like he's not the he's not the the batman son that we all think of he's you know he's a uh as i've heard some you know a couple people say he's a he's a trained assassin he's not the guy that's going to not think about killing somebody you know he's He's gonna think about killing somebody, and he might do it.
1: He's the grandson of Ra's al Ghul. like that's you
2: know. and, and that's a great storyline that they should be playing on more. Like the Super Sun storyline was great. Why did why did they change that to a kid's book? That should totally be an adult storyline because those two play those two two uh, uh, people just totally play well off each other. They do that whole um, you know Mel Gibson, Danny Glover type thing. And well, it's like
3: it's like the yin and yang and the light and dark. Like it's, I mean, it's got everything to it. That's what I think. That's what's so cool about it is it's, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like having the angel and the devil on the shoulder.
2: Yeah, and it was good. It was really freaking good. And then they killed it to put it to a kids' book. Like, what's the point of that? How many kids are really reading DC? I hate to say it, but not many. Most of it is adults.
3: Yeah, I was reading it.
1: I'm so far out of the loop on what's going on with Damien and Flash because I, I stopped. I stopped pretty much looking at those those books because it, I just lost interest in them.
3: See, the problem with what Flash has had is, is it's in the. Way, I think it's just the way that uh, Williamson writes. It's 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 like a high and low, like like when he's on fire, it's he's fucking phenomenal, and then what he does is he dips and then he kind of levels out for a little bit, and then he builds it back up, and then it's awesome, and then it, it goes back down, and then he levels back. You know what I mean? So it's like this wave is what he's doing.
2: And you kind of have to do that. I think that's what any good story, storyline does. You know, it, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to, to s- smack you in the face with something amazing. Continuously. When, continuously, yeah. You have to slow it down
3: and i think that's what he does so he, he brings it up he's got an awesome storyline he brings it down he levels it out and then he builds it back up and i th- and you know what and i think that's actually what's kept you know what that's kept me to flash you know since rebirth I, I mean what, flash, what are we
1: flash started strong and then in the middle it that when they were switching artists and writers constantly it, it hit a wall point and then i think obviously- has not
3: williamson been the writer since day one
1: it was, it was flat. Well, I'm talking about like the, the one-off issues and stuff that they've done in uh. story arcs. But like, until the Flash War, Flash was at a wall. Like you were even saying that you were like, I don't know. Flash has been, man, I'm just keeping reading because I'm invested. And then once they had launched this Flash War storyline, that's when you were like, oh man, this has been amazing. It, it's
3: been really good since. Godspeed
1: uh... was the saving grace to that book. The fact that they launched it with Godspeed and everybody loved it, and then when they got rid of him, and then they started this whole like, dude, it goes back. to... How many times are you going to bring Thawne back to life? <laughs> how many said, times is Earbar Thawne going to come back to life? They've already killed him t- twice in the book now. He, he's well, back they,
2: right now he, from a separate dimension. They need to quit killing him because he's a great he's a great evil character. He's a great Joker for Flash. Yes. Why kill him? Why? 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 Why uh, take away that great story line? It's shocking. It's not shocking anymore, though. It's well, like Matt said. Matt said, right, "How many times man. can you kill him?" Well,
3: right. well, you remember in that one span, Matt, when Flash was going on. This was probably like what issue? Like in the probably in the twenties. Remember, it was like four issues in a row. They killed him like four times. Yeah. <laughs> like that it was. It was like in like five, four or five issues. They killed him a bunch of times. It was right around... Uh... You
1: watched him get evaporated by Dr. Manhattan. Or, well, he got... Ev- I don't, can't remember if it was Manhattan, but he he got evaporated at the bu- during at the beginning of the button story arc. Yep. And then he got killed before that, and then he gets evaporated then. And it's like, how many times are you going to bring him back and kill him? And it's like Brian said, he's a fantastic villain. I don't know why you keep killing him. <laughs>
3: and Just he's to back. Bring him back again? He's back right now.
1: Like... You gotta kill him off to figure out a way to bring him back again. Like, it sounds like stupid writing to me. But who am I? I'm just some shitty dude on the internet, talking, <laughs> voicing his opinions.
3: Yeah, Dan Slot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just <laughs> spoiling it for the world, I guess.
2: Just wait till Brian Michael Bendis teams up on you. Him yeah. and Dan Slot are gonna are gonna do See, time. I've you. never
1: had a problem with Bendis. Bendis is one of my my favorite writers. Like,
2: yeah, but he's turned into the same thing that in my opinion that Dan slots turned into he's like the social justice warrior that thinks that i'm not saying that his voice doesn't mean something or count but i just get tired of the social justice crap i i understand it every once in a while it's needed when it's needed but they're they're ruining the importance of a good you know reason to come out in that type of role cuz they're always in that type of role
1: i'm hearing the difference in I'm hearing that his runner right now in Superman is saving that book.
2: I don't know, that whole new character was cheesy as hell to me.
1: I heard that he's doing some crazy things with Superman right now that it is saving that book. So I I don't know, it's so I don't, I don't it's so hard. This is such a hard industry to to gauge sometimes, but to even have a voice in because where where does your voice fall, you know? How much on, of it is on Twitter? How much? Well, apparently, how much of it is though the company pushing them to to kind of say this?
2: I, that's what the I agree. You're probably right. That's why, uh, you know, there's there. What what happened? Didn't something happen just recently where they had to kick out a uh, an editor, one of their main editors, for some social justice warrior bullshit?
1: Um, there was a thing in X Men Gold, Jose or Blue that slipped through like earlier. Last oh, time.
4: cause he had like, um, he was drawing something in the background and for some reason it like means something. I don't know what it means.
2: Yeah, It was some Islamic phrase, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think that was it. I think it was, what's his name? Uh, went and acted like he was a, you know, a 13 year old Japanese girl on Twitter to pull some social justice move. And they caught on, uh, who was that guy? That's who oh, that I mean, guy yeah, it kicked I have no out. Idea about
1: that?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was the last DC editor, and they had to kick him out because they found out that he was acting. He he went and you know paraded around as some thirteen-year-old Japanese girl to try and <laughs> you know have a social justice voice, and it got caught. And that's the funny thing to me is that that, that type of shit keeps happening.
1: I just, hmm. I'm glad Dan Slot is off Spider Man. <laughs> <I, laughs> That's the moral of the story. Yeah, pretty much. I want to help sponsor his retirement party. My problem is just that he's, it's point, why do you have to point the finger? Why does it matter? Like, all you had to say was, yeah, you know, people who spoil stuff, it's it's shitty. But it's a shitty world we live in. But we live in the internet age. Dude, if you're going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp tonight, congratulations. The mid-credit scene is already online. I could spoil it for you right now. I'm choosing not to because I'm not a piece of shit like that. This is a show where we never we we rarely ever spoil anything for you, and if we're going to, we give you we'll ample something. amount of time. Yeah, we'll tell you, hey, spoiler alert! When I was doing movie reviews, I gave you my opinion in the movie with or without spoilers, and then if I was going to spoil it, I gave you ample warning, saying, hey, this is where I'm going to spoil it. If you haven't seen it, shut it off now. Here we go. You know, I'm not yeah. going to sit here and just leak out spoilers for you, and that's the. Yeah, the New York Times did it, but like Brian said, who knows how much of DC was behind that? We're never going to find out. Unless someone, I think they are a lot behind it. I think someone I, wants to break it down and be like, "Oh yeah, like we got this this and this and show emails from d- heads of DC saying, "Listen, put this out, put this out, put this out, leak it." I don't think cause that hurts their sales. Though, so why would you, you know, why would you want that out there that you you've been building the story arc and then the fucking three days, four days before the book comes out, you fucking ruin it? I mean, do you think it really hurts sales that much? Um, so, speaking of spoilers... Probably not.
4: Speaking of spoilers, what, what do you guys think of the Walking Dead TV show?
3: What TV show? <laughs> Just playing. They said today that uh, I read it online today that uh, Andrew Lincoln's already back in England. His part of whatever yep. he did in The Walking Dead is it's already done. filmed so that means so now they're actually speculating all the way back to five issues because i think yeah I have episodes
1: a theory on that too what's that my theory is that we're reading too much into it
3: Here's what do
1: you mean the fourth of july is a huge holiday here in the states i understand they don't celebrate in england but it's a huge holiday here in the states okay they're getting ready where we are right around the corner from the biggest time in in our culture, our our community, like we're we're about to go into overdrive here. Because... Are you
3: saying Andrew Lincoln left because he's jealous that we beat Britain on yep, July Fourth? That's
1: exactly what I'm saying. You got <laughs> and, it. And he, he is jealous that we won our
3: independence from Britain. That's exactly so, what it is. So he so left. he 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 was a little bitch and he got on a plane and flew back to England. No, no. So Whoa, what I'm, I'm gonna go back, is... back to driving on the left side of the road. Fuck these people. We're we're yeah, weeks Chicago away. Right there, I
1: think. We're weeks away from San Diego Comic-Con. It's the biggest time in our industry. Like' we'll be po- we'll, it feeds us for the next year. We'll be popping off with information for weeks to come after this on podcast. But I think it's, you know, they're doing episodes. He probably wasn't on the call sheet. July 4th, they're probably gonna take it off anyway. So he left and came home for a couple of weeks to relax. So he
3: flew across the big pond just to take a couple of days
1: off? Well, a couple of weeks off before San Diego Comic-Con when he's going to come back and start doing the press for for Comic-Con. And I wouldn't be surprised if you hear that he comes back and he's seen on set here in the next couple of weeks.
3: It would have been really cool day. if he would have went to Boston and threw him tea in the harbor. Oh my
2: god, my god, Dude, he's going to get totally murdered at San Diego with questions about him bailing. I mean, I you- why... Imagine if he didn't show up. I wouldn't. He'll be I'd be there. like, "Fuck that!
1: Fuck you and your American fireworks." <laughs> he did have a cute. He did have kind of a cool request, though. Did you see that in that article? A cute request. Yeah, a cute request.
3: That you guys fucking start using driving on the left side of the road. <laughs> <I
1: know. laughs> he said that um, during an interview in 2014 that he texted Scott Gimple and said, "Promise me when I die." On the credit sequence, you play Johnny Cash's version of The Hurt. And Scott Gimble was like, uh, I can't guarantee you that. So he wants it wouldn't and one whatever happens to him in the show on his final episode, he wants all the fans to play Johnny Cash's The Hurt during the end credits.
3: Won't do I, it. I refuse.
1: I'll do it. Fuck nope,
2: it. I refuse. Fuck it. Pass. They'll, they'll, they'll get that. They'll be able to play that. They have to. That's a freaking cool, that's really cool. There's no way they wouldn't be able to pony up, the money, pony up the money for like 20 seconds of that song. I don't know. Did you see am, the CGI to Shiva?
1: I'm not mad at him. He's been Rick Grimes for nine <laughs> years now, dude. And he's got young kids, and they're growing up, and that's nine years of their life he's missed between going back and forth. Like That's
3: part of the job, yo. I miss, yeah, but... You know what? I work a lot of hours, too, and I've, I've missed a couple things, too. So it's just the way it goes.
1: But you're that's what happens missing, when you put dinner. I'm missing like, months and months of, of events because you're off shooting a TV. That's show. what
3: you sign on when you when yeah, you when you do man. an American TV show and you're fucking a Brit. Yeah, well, you know what he should have did? He should have moved here.
1: I'm not. i in his at his
3: family. Him
1: for leaving show. I am. The
3: show. I'm pissed. If I see him, I'm gonna trip him and throw water balloons <laughs> at him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a, you're showing him, Kyle.
3: And if he talks with an accent, I'm gonna say, "Speak like Rick, fucker."
1: I think it gives it. I think it gives the show a new dynamic. Like,
3: yeah, dynamic of it sucking.
1: I don't think he's gonna die though, and I'm. I'll I'll stand on that hill until he's gonna I watch die. the episode. I don't think so. He's gonna die. I don't think, he's gonna,
3: I think die. he's gonna get on that helicopter and fucking fly away. That's what I think he's gonna do too. <laughs> it's gonna come and it's gonna land and it's gonna be like. He's going to get on it and say, see you later, fuckers? He's just going to fly off. I'm going back to England.
1: Mark my words. Mark my words right now. July 5th.
3: Don't piss off Dan Slott and start speculating. Oh, (laughs) I know.
1: July 5th, 8.19 p.m., episode 158. I'm saying it right here. Rick Grimes doesn't die when he leaves the show. He leaves... And then they Eric Foreman the shit out of that when that show is coming back and for the final <laughs> oh, season, wow. the final episode, he's gonna Andy come back Lincoln, Andy Lincoln's gonna come back for a couple episodes.
3: I'm I'm telling you. I think they're gonna do like the ending to Hulk, the show. There's no they're gonna way play the music they, and he's gonna be walking the street trying to hitchhike.
1: There's no way Robert Kirkman lets them kill off Rick Grimes in the TV show before. What I've read it is Housebook.
3: it was part Robert Kirkman that that initiated this, that helped it along.
1: I'm telling you, there's absolutely no way Robert Kirkman lets him kill off the Rick Grimes in the TV show before he does it in the comic. Book. I bet
3: you they rip his fucking
1: head off. And they shit least, down his throat. <laughs> hey, at least we don't we don't have to go much further into the Rick Schoen relationship. Like that's a relationship I'm sick of seeing. <laughs> you know what they should do is they should bring back everybody that's died. Because the Rick Shone, it has nothing to do with the interracial like relationship. Shane, Laurie, everybody comes. It has to do with the fact that that relationship has ruined Michonne's character. Rick, The Rick Schoen relationship has ruined the Michonne character.
4: She whatever happened ruined, to Judith?
1: Ruined it from, what was that, Jose? <laughs> whatever happened to <laughs> Judith? I'm going to go see Ant-Man. <laughs> what did you say, Jose?
4: What, whatever happened to Judith?
1: She's still alive. They sold her for a bag of rice. And I think that's why they killed off Carl. Killing oh, off Carl in the in the, in the the show works because they still have Judith. They still have that hope, that bright spot for the future. Judith, I think, is going to st- move in and take over more of the Carl-esque role. And they're kind of, I, I think. Wouldn't it be cool she jump, lost her eye, too? With the time jump, you're going to see her the older. Eye. With the time jump, you're going to see her older, and she's going to kind of fit into that, that age range where Carl is in the comic book because he was growing up too fast in the show. I think that's one of the reasons they decided to kill him off. So, it makes sense to me. I hope she carries two swords. It's Just, I don't, I don't think that it's gonna. I don't know. I just don't think they're gonna kill him off, or there's no way that. I just don't see it happening. I don't I, I, see. It happening.
3: I, I, I hope they 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 make it like. I hope three of his five episodes is him laying there dying. <laughs>
1: Well, you really think that they're going to let them, you really think that that Robert Kirkman is going to let them kill off Carl and Rick Grimes before he gets to do it in the comic book? Uh-huh. I don't think I so. I sure do. Why not? Because that would kill the comic sales, I think. No, most people that I mean, we're 180 tell me, issues me. Tell in. me. Please tell me. And I want all of four and I want all of your guys' opinion. Glenn's death does Glenn's death have the same impact in the comic or on you if you saw it on the show and then read it in the comic? What do you mean? Glenn's death, it does everyone was crazy about Glenn's death in the they went crazy after Negan kills Glenn in the comic, right? If you if you saw that happen in the show and then in the comic, it it loses its thunder,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
4: I I would think you only get the thunder if you didn't know he was going to die for the people who did know who was going to die, then the thunder is not there.
2: Well, was the, what like here? We can prove this right now. Was the thunder there for you guys that watched the TV show when you knew he already died in the comic? No, it I was, was expecting
1: for me him to die. because I, even though I expected it, I wanted to see how it, they were going to handle it on the TV show.
4: And big red. He took, took the thunder away. Yeah, because you're unexpected. Just one
1: person. I i completely agree with you there. Him killing Abraham first took that, or him killing Abraham also at the same time took the thunder away. Yep. Like if it was just Glenn, it's emotional, it's raw, it's rough because you loved Glenn. And where they fucked that up too is when they tried to play that whole "Oh, was Glenn dead?" like before that.
3: Oh, like when he rolled uh, into the garbage can. They fucked that up. Like a
1: dick. so it's like they they fucked that up there and then
3: i just think if they if they kill him in the show and then they wait another 19 issues and they kill him then that it's just not going to have the same impact that it would have cuz you know like they killed lori early but they waited a long time to kill her in the comic and it was a you know what i mean it was real impactful then
1: i didn't think so i thought her death was very underwhelming
3: in the comic book Really, I thought it was impactful yeah. because, because it, it was. I thought it was, you know, and they, they they gave it its, its you know its due and, and they centered her around it and everybody kind of came in and said their piece. Totally it was kind of a, like everybody got their, they got their peace out on her and and, uh, they got to say what they really needed to say and get out what they say and say that you know the, the the things you can't actually say to somebody because they've died. They actually got to say that to her prior to
1: it. And I thought that that's actually was just kind of a cool thing. I felt like it was very washed over. Like that was a cool part that they all got to say their piece. But since then, I feel like it's very washed over. Like, yeah, you've seen Rick like go through the morning and kind of laying on her grave and crying. But other than that, they really haven't dealt with it. it. It's been like business as usual. Now, granted, a lot of that is because they took a lot of time away for a focus off of Rick with them going to um, the Commonwealth and now coming back and the focus is kind of back on Rick, but you you it just doesn't seem like it's very effective. Like Carl's going about his business at the hilltop, and it just doesn't seem like it's really affected anybody. It's been like business, like oh it sucks, but now it's business as usual. But I guess that's the feeling you're gonna get in this this type of world is that people are gonna die, and you just kind of gotta accept it and move the fuck on quickly. But I think your Rick Grimes is your main character, man. This the this has been Rick's Grimes story for 180 some issues now it's been a Rick Grimes story since episode one of season one. And you, you can't, I just think there's, there's no way. Kirkman Kirkman is kind of, he's kind of cocky. He's kind of arrogant. And I don't think there's any way he lets someone take that thunder from him. Like I really, I really don't.
3: Well, they're about to, (laughs) I don't think he's going to walk off into the sunset on a horse
1: with no name. With with the way they set up last season, with Daryl and Maggie and Jesus all like conspiring against him, I think they exile him and he leaves.
3: You mean they're gonna pull what the, what he did yeah, to Carol? Exactly. They're, just gonna, they're gonna give him a backpack and a car and say, "Get the fuck out of here."
1: Yep, they're gonna exile him. I think no, and... I think
3: I think it's gonna it's gotta be it's Rick Grimes. If they're if he's leaving the show, it has to be a production. It has to be something big. It can't just be here's a backpack see you later you got to go we don't agree with you it's it's got to be big and it's got to have fireworks behind it it's it what do you do with judith then
4: oh that's a good question
3: i think they keep her
4: it to michonne
0: because
3: they're not they're not going to send them off together they're going to keep her and i think she's just it's it's going to be kind of how it is now she's not in it a lot it's it's clippets like well,
2: mean? un- unfortunately if they do that I think the only way they could do that is by killing off Rick they can't just let Rick walk away and leave his daughter there
1: and I think they've known for years I don't think it's been a secret in the The Walking Dead production that Andrew Lincoln was gonna leave if you look at the way the show's going it, it's like it's like gears man gears in the engine or gears in the transmission he was going he His his whole focus at the very beginning when he woke up to the hospital was to find his wife and kid. Found him, Okay? Going from there. Then his wife... That's dies. when they should have ended the show. Then his, <laughs> then, yeah, then his <laughs> wife dies. Okay? So then he's, he's still got his son he's living for and his daughter. That, well, his daughter, who could be someone else's daughter, too. And then now his son's dead. He's only got his, his daughter left, but then there's that uncertainty there that she's not his. So he's really got nothing left to live for in the show really oh man i just i don't i personally don't think they killed him off
2: they fucked up so bad by killing off carl they yeah. really did oh <laughs> I don't man. Think they, they really shot themselves in
1: the foot i don't think kirkman lets them take that Dude, thunder he i don't he that's they've thunder. done that a lot the death of rick grimes is something that kirkman has said from the beginning that's gonna happen you're gonna see it play out in the comic books I don't think they let the show take that away from him. You're just going to see it in the show first. I don't think they le- I don't think he lets the show take it away from him. If the show does it first, then I expect him to top the shit out of it. Like it's yeah, completely, well, completely different the combo.
2: He's come out and said that he's had the ending for that for the for the for that storyline the whole time and he's just waiting for it, right? I mean, I I remember him saying something about that that the whole plan is to have an ending w- with Rick and he knows that ending. He's just got to wait he's wait until he's ready to do it.
1: But so. my my whole thing is I've been I've said in and Kyle, I don't know if Kyle still agrees with me or disagrees with me with what. My whole thing is I've said from the beginning issue 200 is when we see the death of Rick Rimes.
2: I think that I could agree with that. Where I got one for you. Can 200? anybody can anybody other than Robert Kirkman write Walking Dead?
1: No, absolutely not.
2: No, I just don't think it'll have the same cuz the way the way he builds
3: up and the way he misdirects and the way he 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 can bring you in and out of it. I don't think another writer would be able to do the walkie dead enough justice to make it. Well, keep here's, going.
2: here's the thing. If that's true, man, image is going to be fucked because that's their only book that sells worth of shit. I think that's the reason why it's still going on as long as it has. Cause they've can't, they went to Kirkman and went, listen, we'll make you CEO. If you just continue writing the book, we need the sales. You think so, huh? Look at what they! I I don't think they have anything that even touches what Walking Dead does. I
1: I agree. I, I honestly have to c-
2: completely agree with
1: you. He's a powerhouse. Look yeah, at him. he sold he sold um uh Walking Dead to AMC. He sold Outcast to Showtime, even though we still haven't gotten a second season of that yet. That's hmm. no, it's out overseas, but it hasn't been yeah. out here yet. It's good. Um, he sold Outcast to Showtime. He went and made a huge deal with amazon and now he's bringing in uh invincible as an adult animated cartoon to amazon plus you're gonna see a bunch of his other skybound properties on amazon it's it's kill i think i well the only thing i think the only book i know that comes close to S- walking dead sales at image is saga
2: yeah but i don't think it's anywhere near walking dead
1: I don't think so. And Walking Dead is definitely the number 1 book, but
2: Yeah, I think Walking Dead was like the number 1 book of all books for like a while. A, yeah, years.
1: It just No. The, and people are like, "Oh man, Walking Dead, like you you get into it. Like you Walking Dead, you start caring about these characters. And then when they die, you're like, "Oh man, that that sucks." And like Jose said, when Glenn died in the comic book, I was like, "What? I went crazy. I started Texting people, I was like, "Dude, did you see this? You gotta read this. Walking Dead." Blah blah blah. Nerd rage. Yeah, pretty much. In <laughs> like in the show, it was built up because you were like, like for me, the best example, Gwen Stacy's death. I'm a, being a huge Spider-Man fan. I've always wanted to see her death play out on the big screen, and I got that in a, in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, it wasn't exactly the same way, but it was it was satisfying to see it. Even though I knew it was gonna happen, it was satisfying seeing it play out on the big screen. I, I think the only time.
4: I got a tear from a comic book when I actually read when Gwen Stacy died in the book.
1: Yeah, but like, if you see it, what what are people gonna say though? If you see it play on a TV show and then oh, they're just copying the show when it happens in the book. Like you know, it's like man, like that's that's a piece uh, that all connects together. Like that's a piece of of your your remembrance and history and your joy in that book. Because when you see her die in a book, you're like. Man, that's crazy. Like, it hits you hard. And then when you see it played on the big screen, it's a little bit of satisfaction. That, like, man, you know, it, it kind of brings you back to reading it that, remembering it and reading it that first time, you know? Yeah. And I just, I don't think, and that's kind of like Walking Dead. You get invested in these characters. And then when something dies, you're like, oh, man, that sucks. And then when the TV show it happens, you're ready for it. You're like, I'm that was the same thing with Glenn. You're I'm expecting that. Right. I'm expecting this. I'm ready to see it play out on, on TV and have a narrative and a voice put to it other than what's in my head, and then they steal the thunder by throwing somebody else in there with them.
4: They shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have done that, and the fake death before it. Yeah. That really ruined it.
1: Just lame. Like, Preacher... Preacher's another good show at AMC, and it's been very different. Like, I hated the first season of Preacher, loved the second season, and I've yet to watch the third that just started, but... Like, I just, there's so many comic shows out there now that are, I don't know. But Walking Dead, I, I, I stand on it. I don't think they kill Rick Grimes. I'm just saying. I
3: just don't see him, like, walking off into the sunset, though. I And I don't see him driving off at
1: Exile, them just saying, bye-bye. Well, okay, so I don't think they kill him. You think they kill him, Kyle? I think they kill him. Um, mm-hmm. Jose, where do you stand?
4: Yeah. What, with uh, Rick dying or not? Yeah, I think. Come on, the fucker! Show, the show's gonna, the show's gonna be shitty. Like if they like cast away or you know make him leave for a little bit, like with um with uh, what's her name Carol, and then she comes back and he shows up and I don't know like. <laughs>
1: I like I like this guy's opinion in the chat. Gets on a horse, two middle fingers, and rides off a bridge. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that sounds even better. Uh, He's going home with two bags of money.
1: There you go.
2: <laughs> I agree with Matt. I don't think they can sell him. All no. right, we kill him. You don't think so? No.
3: I just think it has. To, if it if it's the ex of Rick showrunner. Can you like imagine the outcry and the the pissed offness of the internet and of, of the the court of people's opinion if they just let him just tootle on off even on a horse giving you two middle fingers i mean
1: kyle i got i got one for you right now they already did it heath he disappeared and you've heard nothing from him again. yeah
3: but he's not rick grimes he's heath which but, right, he's, he's exactly a big player in the comic but he wasn't they, they never wrote him as a huge part of the show so most people didn't even notice he disappeared. We didn't even I notice know. he disappeared for episodes until one day no, we were like, no hey, where the fuck is that guy at?
1: I'm just saying, I don't I don't think it's a blow to to just cast him off. I think it would be shitty if they just he just like they just stopped talking about him like he
3: was never there. Can you <laughs> imagine that? Where's Rick? Who the fuck is Rick? Who? Rick Grimes. Who Rick, I didn't know Rick Grimes.
1: You you can't you just can't have Rick Grimes meet a I'm I'm just on that that hill that Rick Grimes he's been the main guy since the the minute and I know I've said before what if Gr- Rick Grimes is becoming the the villain of his own story and I still stand behind that it it I almost think, feels like that's how it's playing out. I think he's going to take Daryl's
3: but... I think he's going to take Daryl's uh jacket and and motorcycle. And he's going to take me <laughs> He's going to he's going to take Lucille and he's going to ride off.
1: I just I think, like I said, I think he's becoming, you're starting to see him in the, in the comics become the villain of his own story. And I, I think they're going to kill him at issue 200. But I think he's he's got to go out in a huge way. You can't send him out in a whimper, a zombie bite. Corey? Like, it's not like he can get, if they were going to send him out in the show, the best way, if you wanted to end the show and you knew he was re- leaving it, the best way to do it was at the end of season 8 when they ended it. With with Rick, the shot of Rick and Young Carl on the farm again. That was it. It felt like it at the end of the series. You should have ended it there. And oh, then what, wow. they, just talk, and they just never talked. And they never talked about him again. It, it, what, what do you have to do? You just you just beat your biggest. You just finished off a war, a quote unquote war. You just beat it's your biggest like enemy. It's more like a the person, the person teper who, teper who, who teper teper. posed the most threat to you. Your keys are aligned. End it end it it should have ended there you didn't need the whole rick and uh, the whole like oh we were against rick grimes with maggie and glenn or not glenn but maggie and daryl and jesus and, and jesus all you them, didn't need that yeah. you ended it with the shot of rick and carl on the form walking up the road holding hands it's over well it's they serious. didn't
3: so I but i just i don't
1: thing. i i don't Missed think it, opportunities
3: it, well yeah swing and a miss and uh i i don't know I just don't think that... I don't think it, he can go out with a whimper. I it has to be something it has to be something big. Like, hey, I'm gonna go uh hey there's a you know, there's a town, you know fifteen miles away, I'm gonna go check it out and he just never comes back.
4: Oh my god. <laughs> I know it should ended. I I,
3: I oh. said how many episodes ago did I say that, Matt? Right? Yeah. That it should nah, be the it's end. Should... Ago. Yeah. It, that's what they should do. He's fucking hitchhiking. The music, the piano music's <laughs> playing. And he's, he's walking down the road. Goodbye,
4: right, Rick. I'm sure
1: people are. Goodbye, Carl. Hearing us talk Walking Dead. We got our we got our stances. I say he lives. Kyle says he dies. So they say he dies, and Brian says he lives.
2: So. We're, but like what do split. you think? What do you
3: think
1: happens, Brian? What do you think that they what they need to do?
2: I I don't know, but I I just don't think they, they can kill him like Matt said. I don't think you can. I just it's got to be some part of a, some kind of storyline. I think they probably he went to the writers and said, "Listen, I got to go, or you got to give me a break." And they went, "Okay, we'll give you a break. We'll figure out a way to write you out of the storyline for a while, and it'll be part of the storyline." And yada 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 yada.
4: You're gonna go the live the with the going garbage back people. Into
2: a coma. He's gonna
1: fall back into a coma. <laughs> the garbage people are all dead.
4: Well, the one girl isn't, is it? Isn't
3: she? no she, she's not but they're gonna go he's gonna she's go going cheat on, to he's gonna go cheat on michonne
4: <laughs> with her and <In> her art
1: <laughs> i just don't know uh, but switching gears as long as we got brian here i want a little bit of uh we're gonna do a little speculation here
3: Ooh, um, ooh fancy ooh. i'm excited maybe i'll tingle.
1: So, the next big spider-man um event is Edge of Spider-Geddon and it was just announced today um she's making that marble money now you are goddamn right she is <laughs> um Edge of Spider uh Edge of Spider-Geddon and it was just announced today that um Edge of Spider-Geddon is going to debut two new Spider-Men Uncle Ben and Norman Osborn
2: That's so we weird.
1: Yeah, Edge of Spider-Geddon 3 is adding a unique twist to the story where Peter successfully saves Uncle Ben's life with a blood transfusion, turning him into a spider hero. And then September's Edge of Spider-Geddon 4... So he's going to dig him up? Well, no. So when he gets shot, he basically um, offers up his own blood to do a blood transfusion for him. And in doing so, he is going to get spider powers.
0: Like
4: Captain America.
1: And then Edge of Spider-Geddon 4 is going to introduce Norman Osborn where he gets bitten by a radioactive spider sometime after Peter, and Peter influences him to do good in the world as Spider-Man. Is Dan
3: Slot writing that? No, oh.
1: he's not. Yes.
4: Right. Recycling so, the old stories. I think they're both
2: garbage. And I think that if you want to spec on something Spider-Geddon or Spider-verse, you spec on what we talked about last show, and that's that you know, first Spider-Gwen, but you also spec on... The fact that they're talking about doing it with Kevin Feige saying that, you know, Marvel's going to be half female characters. You start specking on Silk. You start specking on Kamala Khan a little bit. And there's a book out there. I'll let you do the searching, all you people who want to go, you know, speck on or it. More you. Um, there's a book out there where they, th- they all three appear in the same book. They all three appear on the same cover. Um, and it's something... Uh, my compadre over at CBSI, and uh, uh, Kyle knows him too, uh, good old Mel V brought up on a recent episode, and and uh, I think it's a, a, a flip side. It's something that's a very, very good book to check out, but I think if, if Matt's wanting an answer, I wouldn't spec on either one of those guys. I would stick with the female characters for now. Or I like a character that hasn't been spec'd on very much, and that's that punk Spider-Man. I think that's a cool character that they can play out um, if they write it correctly. I think they're, they're getting a little too ridiculous with some of this mashing up of character stuff. It's getting old. Yep.
3: Yeah. So spec wise, what did you think of the new Nightwing jumping up to being a $20 book the day it came out?
2: I, I think that, that, that was talked about the day that cover was shown. Um, I actually picked up a, I was lucky enough to pick up a, a, a 9.8 copy um, of that book cgc graded for like 50 bucks um we were talking about it and all of a sudden it was like damn that book is gonna be is gonna skyrocket so um i, I did
3: one up, i didn't end up getting one from the comics or i ended up getting a couple
1: off of ebay and that's, yeah. and that's the shitty thing we talked about last week though is it's it has nothing to do with the interior it's just because it's a cool fucking cover
2: i think it's about 60 40 matt i think that most spec is derived on cool art. I think that's been how it's been for a long time now. But when that interior, when that storyline hits, it turns it into a monster. Um, I think that I've all over the last two years, I've been really big about finding spec hidden in old in old books. Um, it's too hard to, for me right now to play that Wednesday Warrior game. I think there's some really good, deep, hidden spec out there. Um, I, a year ago, I would have said, you know, quit being an idiot if you would have jumped on this female hero bandwagon, but it's become it's become so strong that they're and, and the way they're playing it, I mean, they really want to up this female hero thing with the with the positive uh, with, with all the money that Wonder Woman made and all the money that looks like Miss Marvel's going to make. Um, man, there's some really good characters uh, like uh, uh, Miss Sinister. I think that's like X Men Legacy 214. I want to say they introduced the Miss Sinister, and I could totally see them bringing in Jessica Chastain as Miss Sinister before they bring in a Mr. Sinister. You know what I mean? So I think that uh, I think that this whole mishmash of characters is, is hurting the spec game a little bit. I mean, it. it It's kind of funny because a lot of these books instantly become selling for three times what their value is right off the bat, like that, that Venom number three with that Venom God, Uh that book was selling for what, like 15, 20 bucks right off the bat. And that's a terrible character. So, I mean, if you want to make some money, go, go, go figure out like the couple of spec books that are out every week. It's very easy to do. Um, very easy to do, uh, go follow an Instagram group, go follow a G plus group, go to CBSI and, and take a couple look at, uh, what books they're hyping for the next, you know, books that are coming out the next week, grab a couple of them, throw them right up on eBay for double or triple your money. And, uh, don't get too crazy, you know, just grab a couple that you think are, it's kind of like playing the ponies. You know, you, you can only play so many before you start taking hits
3: you know you know how i do it is i i actually go and i look at the top 10 and i go through and i go okay i'll read that one that one and that one so those are the ones that i'll buy so then it's not a, a huge loss to me because like if it doesn't pan out because it's something that it would kind of interests me anyway to read so it's kind of a win-win if if i don't end up reading it and i sell it and i make you know five bucks off of it cool or 10 bucks but if it doesn't pan out then i still have something that interests me and i have good reading material
1: well that's why i didn't buy it i had the book in my hand i had the nightwing cover in my hand wednesday morning i sent you a picture of it i asked you what's the deal with this book because people were calling on it while I was standing there and you were like oh it's just the cover and i was like i'm not gonna spend five dollars to potentially make five dollars back
2: well here's the crazy thing that whole thing where it's just the cover Look at that Middleton book, that Batwoman, Bat Batgirl twenty three, Josh Middleton cover. That thing is a two hundred dollar nine point eight right now. It's a fifty dollar raw.
3: And the book after it, it, it's
2: super hot too. Yeah, so it, it's selling for good too. People love cover art. I mean,
4: especially uh, Josh Joshua Middleton. He's
2: awesome. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's really good, and he's got some hidden hidden gems out there. So, yep. Um, I don't know. I I really like to play. I like to play the uh, the old school stuff. Um, I think that there's some really good spec in new stuff. I think it's hard to play the long hold in that stuff. Um, but I'll tell you a book that I'm playing long hold spec right now, and I'm kind of giving away a little secret here. And I'm sure some of the flip side guys, if they hear this, they'll hate me for it. But uh, <laughs> um, I picked up 20 copies of, well, I ordered 20 copies off of uh, uh it's either Midtown or DCB service. I can't remember, um, but um, that Skyward book, um, uh, Josh or uh, Jock is doing a second print cover. Uh, it's short, it's going to be short printed. They're probably only going to do like fifteen thousand copies or so. And uh, it is a killer story. I I got number one when it came out. I read it. It's a really good story. It's about uh, it's a story like it's almost kind of like. Have you guys seen? Um, uh, uh what's that uh that movie that came out that Spielberg did just recently where it's like the internet
1: Ready Player One.
2: Ready Player One. There you go. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. That movie is kick-ass. And that's it, this it's got that kind of feel to it. And and basically what it's about is uh a girl that grows up at a time where gravity kind of uh gets more and more so where you're not you know, the weight isn't as much, so you can kind of almost fly. And um, she grows up in a world where gravity isn't there. But her dad is, you know, still old school and believes in gravity. He's scared about it. And it's about this girl trying to, you know, learn the world and growing up in a world where there's no gravity. And, man, if that doesn't sound like a killer movie idea, I don't know what is. And uh, it just got optioned by the um, the guy who uh, brought Lucifer to the screen so
1: I'll, I'll give you one I don't know if you I talked about it on a couple episodes ago I don't know if you heard it right after Phoenix Comic Fest um, like we were talking uh, before that Capullo and uh, Mark Millar book that's getting optioned into a show at Netflix
2: wow that's a great um, that's a great story too
1: nobody heard about it, it, it and uh, Gal- and Galapian, Jonathan Galapian's wife spilled the beans to me in line as he was signing my copy of it she was like, Oh, did you like did you like this book? I was like, Yeah, I fucking loved it. And she's like, Oh, that's awesome. She's like, it just got optioned to be for Netflix.
2: Wow. So there you go. That's huge, bro. That's a big that's a big spec right there, man. And there's that it, new Jeff well, in
1: your book that just got optioned for
2: a
3: show as well, too.
2: Yeah, Gideon. Gideon Falls. Right?
3: Yeah. <sighs> and they got optioned, what, after issue one?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of these books get optioned before the book even comes out. I mean, but there's like, some,
3: but like witches got option and then it just nothing.
2: Well, uh, uh, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? I know Brad Pitt was the one that that bought the rights to it, and I'm sure he was going through some pretty crazy hell when right after he bought the rights to it. So maybe it's just kind of chilling on the back burner type thing.
1: Well, not and and just because if someone buys it to option it, it all depends on you know the script and if a studio is going to buy it and. You know what you got to do to get it out there.
2: so Reborn really knocked the socks off of people when first you know a couple issues. So I could see that doing really well. The f- it was it was it was a pretty good story. There's a lot of really good books like that that get optioned. Another one that was one of my favorite books when it was out was Birthright. Um, I could that was see- really good for a while.
3: Like yeah. I I read it for like probably like. A while, and I it it kind of just petered out for me. Like it had a real strong start to it.
2: Genius story, man. I, that was one of the best stories and most and most off the wall ideas that I've. I, it's one of those ideas where you go, why hasn't someone else thought of this? You know what I mean? And uh, that got options. So I don't know, you know, when it's coming. I think that there's an a, a, there's a big book that's coming down the pipe that a lot of people know about that's been optioned that they're they're filming. As far as I know right now, that's I've been sitting on for a while. It's been my you know, I've been picking up sets whenever I see it. I probably have four or five sets now. And um, that's that uh, Gerard Way. What what was that Gerard Way series? The guy from My Chemical Romance? I'm spacing on the name. Oh, I know what you're. Talking oh, he about. did. A, didn't he do? A,
3: he did a Spider Verse book or. A, uh... yeah, yeah,
1: he did the. He did one of the Spider Verse books too. But he's got. He's got an ongoing, um, series too. Umbrella Academy. Yes, thank you. There it is.
2: That is a great, great, great comic to be put on the small screen. And if that goes to Netflix, I think it's going to Netflix, right? Is it Netflix that's that's taking that? I'm not they take sure everything. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it is Netflix. Yeah, it's Netflix. It's, it's and it's gonna be live action, which makes it, I mean that that could blow up, unreal. And it's just a great, cool story. Um, it's got a great backstory. You know, the the guy being the lead singer of uh, of a badass band, and you know he's he was a comic. He was uh, want he always wanted to be a comic artist and or a comic writer, and you know he he tried to do that before nine eleven, and it was like after nine eleven, where he kind of went, "No, screw it. I'm just going to be in a band." And he kind of had his these stories on the back burner, and he ended up writing the stories, and they were really good. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's there's a lot of really good, deep spec in books like Reborn, and, and books like that.
1: Optioning essentially all you're doing when you when you buy the rights and, and optioning is it's just saying you own the rights to do whatever you want with that at whatever time. So it could be ten, fifteen, twenty years before we see a witches movie. We would yeah. never see it. Like look, you know, look at it was how long good, it took that, like a Deadpool movie. That was
3: a good story. I hope it comes to light. So or dark. Who knows?
1: Um, like they're they're just now about to make a. They announced at Anime Expo uh, today that they're gonna make a Gundam Wing movie finally. So if you're a Gundam Wing fan, they're making a Gundam Wing movie. So I had something
2: blow me the way the other day. It was like the thirtieth anniversary of Ninja Scroll. Yeah. I, that that blew me away. I just I couldn't believe that. And that's one of those movies that just w- beyond iconic. Um I'm really surprised they never did a live action American version of that. Uh, maybe it's just too hard and the it's kind it's one of those animes that you just like, uh, you're not gonna do anything justice by doing by not not having an anime but why was there never a series based on that yeah but so.
1: hopefully everyone at anime expo this weekend stay safe and nothing pops off because there's been some uh some rumors thrown out there that some shit might pop off in anime expo this weekend hopefully doesn't happen and everyone uh, hopefully they
3: again. show another trailer to the uh to the bleach movie
1: that they might
3: the live action bleach movie oh my god i want to see it so bad
1: I guess um, some kid who looks like uh, Billy Joe Corgan, Or not Billy Joe Corgan, but uh, Billy Joe, the fucking lead singer of uh, Green Fresh Day. Oh, oh, Green Day. Billy Joe Armstrong. Billy Joe Armstrong. Some kid who looks like Billy Joe Armstrong is going out making threats that he was going to shoot up Anime Expo this weekend. So, hopefully <laughs> Where's Anime on. Expo? L.A.
4: L.A. What L.A. L.A.
1: <laughs> so hopefully, apparently he's already been banned, but I guess when, like a predominant YouTuber, anime YouTuber came out and said that he was at another YouTube event standing outside making tortillas. So, and He's they ran into it? each other. The guy, the guy who threatened to shoot it up. So, <laughs> I guess they're saying if you see him, talk to the police. So, hopefully nothing pops off and everyone stays. That guy right there making tortillas. Stays cool at hey. uh, at anime. So, he sent a text to his friend, I guess. And in the text, he said that these uh, these conventions are full of um, posers. and Basically, posers and nerds and that... Uh, <laughs> The, no, these conventions no are prime. These prime. Compri- these conventions are prime for a high school shooting done by a high schooler. So, hopefully, that's not the case because this isn't. You know, the community we don't want that shit. So no. We, we so, try to press acceptance and having a good time at conventions, not shooting things up and.
4: So if I go to San Diego Comic Con, I get shot. When of you three get my books.
1: I'll get them. You're not gonna get shot know. at San Diego Comic Con.
4: You might have a stroke. I have a stroke.
1: You might have a stroke from heat. I'm sure. <laughs> <true.
3: laughs>
2: I, I thought was that was happening to today, man. 116. I was, thought I was going to yeah, melt. Shit, oh, it was God. It was
3: terrible. It was
4: 118 in my car in
1: Buckeye.
3: Ugh.
1: I was outside all day and it sucked. So you think Ugh. I'm going to be kicking myself for not buying that Nightwing cover?
2: No. No. Well, it depends on on how much you care about, you know, selling books online.
3: Yeah. I think it's going to, I think it's going to level back out and you, it's I bet you in be... a few weeks you're going to either in a few weeks, it's going to be, I hate to say it like this, but it's going to be an
1: expensive book or a cheap book, but I think it's going to level back out and it'll, hit it'll... that death of Donatello and where it's going to pop and then go down.
2: Well, I think the death of Donatello popped because the storyline wasn't proven. I think this book is only based on the cover. Yeah. So, I mean, the cover's never going to go away.
1: Right. It is a cool cover, but...
2: I mean, the... look at... Here's one for you. Look at uh, back, uh Catwoman 51. That's purely based on the cover. That's a $200, 250 book raw. Purely based on cover. That book will never not be worth something. Well, I so, were, I mean...
1: The Joker's Daughter book, that's going to be fucking outrageous too, and it's a horse shit.
2: Yeah.
4: No, it is.
1: Yeah, that's why I think that's what everyone's going crazy about. Teen Titans, too, is it's I don't think it's her first appearance, but the newest member of Teen Titans is Thanos, daughter or not. No, yeah. Lobo um, Lobo's daughter.
2: And I think that that book where she, quote unquote, had the cameo appearance was way better than anything that came out that week. And it had nothing to do with her appearance. Did you read that, Kyle?
3: No. and
2: And it was really good they played it was one of those you know like uh it was almost like one of those annual type books where you kind of have stories that you don't hear very often and it was kind of setting up the whole uh the new teen titans group are you talking about
3: the teen titans annual that came out
2: yeah the special i
3: just i haven't got to it yet It's, it's on my stack
2: dude it is really good and that 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 was the one where you can see they're they're really doing a good job with the characters that they're picking for that book and for that have, teen.
1: Have you seen the cover for number
2: one? No. Which one? The the uh... the,
1: the Chang cover looks shitty. Yeah. Well it looks like a fucking hip hop video where like they're all in like in front of a cat or they're in a caddy and um uh Kid Flash is driving it and Damien's in front of it, like doing like the hip hop fucking kneel down.
3: It looks like shit.
1: I don't like it. And like uh little ripping looks the funky. roof off of it. It does. But
3: I'm hoping that the variant cover looks better. The B cover.
1: But yeah, that was pretty much my, my big gripe was with just the situation with Dan Slot and you, know, you kinda of brought up the Walking Dead stuff and again just pisses me off. <laughs> All right, so let's move on here, so we can end this show, so Jose can go fucking see Ant Man. <laughs> well, I- Jose
3: can leave if you need to. I mean, no, at the bit. I'm good.
1: Um, let's do a little bit of. Uh, he's clicking at the bit. Yeah, he's clicking at the bit. Let's uh do a little bit of uh, what would Kyle do.
3: Oh crap!
1: You get some theme music. For oh. Us. Um, where was it here? and you guys can chime in on this too so uh, this was sent in to us by a listener it says what would Kyle do Kyle's a fresh transplant to Gotham City with a shiny new Glock soon after he sees the Joker finishing up another brutal murder does he let the Joker go knowing he will probably be next on the evil clown's murder list or does he bust a, clap or a clip in his ass putting Batman on his tail probably getting several beat ups and and dying a short time later in prison I guess the, the possibility that joker doesn't target kyle or the batman won't catch him but come on
4: <laughs> kyle would kill him because so he would be you, the what one would
1: you town. do kyle kill the joker and putting batman on your tail or not kill the joker and presumably having the joker come after you
3: i think it would be a better better to, to burn out than fade away so i'd rather go out in a blaze of glory that,
4: yep
1: that's so what you know, I would take do. out the joker and then have batman just beat your ass
3: so I think what will happen is I would try to. I would fail miserably because I don't do anything right. And that's how I end up dying by the hands of the Joker instead of Batman. Because I'll fail. It won't even pan out for me. I'll or fuck it fail all up.
1: miserably and the, the gun jams and backfires and you fucking shoot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it just blows up in my hand and yeah. I, lose my fucking, I lose my right hand. God yeah. damn it.
4: And then you become the new villain.
3: I'd become left hand Kyle.
4: To left hand
3: Kyle. <laughs> That's what I would do though. I I would rather, if I had to be written into a story, it would be. I would never be a a character to spec on, so I'd rather burn
1: out than fade away and just go out on a blaze of glory. We're gonna have It'd to be bug number three. We're gonna have to write the adventures of left hand Kyle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what do you guys? What would you guys do? What that do you think to should happen?
1: A fresh take. Um I gotta I'd probably take my shot,
3: try to end the joker,
1: well, you know yep. Batman's not gonna kill you, so yeah, but you know he might just beat the piss out of you, right, but you get that fame of being the guy who killed the joker, so yeah, you'd be well known something you know something's got to come with that, some sort of protection's got do it. so
4: <laughs> they have to kill him
1: yeah nobody nobody's been able to kill the, the joker he's been unstoppable so.
3: maybe then I can become part of the detective crew.
1: But then in the lore of the Joker, someone else will just take up his mantle and they'll just continue on. So
3: it'd be cool if, like, you came in and that's what you were doing is you were single handedly just taking everyone out. So then you hit the Joker, then you hit the Riddler, then you know what I mean? You just start yeah. taking everyone That would be kind of a cool storyline. <laughs> like a you're... vigilante with your little <laughs> Glock. <laughs> yeah, well, your my my Glock and my stub. My yeah. stubbing. Stubbing. My stubbing.
2: So you seem to. what see would me. you do, Brian? Oh, man. Uh, Take a picture with him. Ask for a selfie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: selfie.
2: I don't know, man. I think he's the best character in comics. I might freak out and have a fanboy moment. I'm about to have a fanboy. Mr.
1: Joker, sir, here's this shiny new gun I just bought. Do you start shaking
2: and you start stuttering and sweating? I'm, I'm about to have a fanboy moment right now. I just got retweeted, had something retweeted by Greg Capula. Ooh. Oh, like you! Yeah, man, I'm about to, I'm about to freak out. It literally, just happened, dude. Like last two minutes ago. What'd you say to him? He put out I, a. I loved he, your barbecue set. I, <laughs> he he uh, he he bought a house in Sedona, so I don't know if he's st- in the Valley still right now. But uh, he made a post showing he was buying a uh, a scorp light, the little flashlights, the black and white scorp lights. Uh huh. And scorpions are the bane of my existence here in my house because i take my dog for a nightly walk and they're fucking everywhere so i posted a picture just saying exactly that and of the because i have a big huge scorp light that i take out with me and i have to keep her away from because she likes to eat them for some fucking idiotic reason um so i posted a picture of the scorps and he 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 retreated it let's see what he said here kind of funny I don't mean to to to, to break into uh, Kyle's uh, gig, but no, you're good. He, yeah, he cool. said uh, gonna be scorpion proofing my new digs with weather stripping cock and chem's no kill policy can only go so far. So good bad, man. there we yeah. go. <laughs> and that's why it's fun. you know, you can look at the difference between Greg Capullo and Dan Slot, and here's Greg Capullo talking about killing scorpions, and Dan Slot's crying about people spoiling comics.
1: Well, dude, like you live in, if, especially where he lives in Sedona in the desert, you're you're gonna get, you're gonna get scorpions.
2: Yeah, I freaking love it that he went and bought a house in the desert. How metal is Greg Capullo? Right, especially Sedona. He's a sucker. Welcome to the heat, fucker. <laughs> he, wants, he
1: wants to get away, man.
2: You yes, know? he does. He's smart.
1: Yeah, but that means so that he's up, gonna start selling crystals in a little shop down, down in Sedona. Maybe he'll be doing more conventions here now since he fucking lives here.
2: Right, that'd be cool. Like, like just little conventions. Shit, we if don't have any would, of those. If I was him, right. I would,
1: I would sun, I would fucking snowbird it, man. Live back where you, in New York or wherever you were before the the summer, and then, or you know, during the summer, and then come back here in the winter. Yeah. That shit.
2: Yeah. Because yeah.
1: who, who wants to live here in 115? We're just crazy.
2: It For is. For every. Every summer, man. Every year, I just my depression gets worse and worse as soon as the heat starts going up, and I'm just thinking to myself every year ways to get out of this place.
1: I think Bobby Hill said it best when he came to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like people text me on the time my buddies back east are like, "Oh, 115, man! It must be sweating your balls out. I was like, "Actually, no, I'm I'm in a comfortable, cool 75 degrees." inside oh you don't go outside fuck no i don't go outside in the summer what are you nuts who the fuck goes outside you no know, you take do. your dogs for a walk because you have to buy booties for them and shit
2: <laughs> that's oh, the dogs. truth that's the truth if it gets to like 90 or 95 degrees the the blacktop's like 150 so imagine what it what it is at 110
1: i got a plain grass in my back here my dog loves to be outside and he's running around He's running around the backyard, and now, like, he goes out, does his business, come in. Today, he took a piss on the dirt, and it was like, pss, and you could see the fucking steam <laughs> coming off it. And he was like, nope, and came. he comes right back in and lays under the fucking air conditioner.
2: Yeah, it's nice that you got 75 degrees all the time.
3: I know. Hey, Susan hit 113, like I was saying to you guys before, I just went home. I saw it was 113. I just packed my shit up, and, I, and I, I left work. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. Just day too day hot.
4: Going home. Yeah, like I uh before I clocked it out, I went outside and turned on my car for like ten, fifteen minutes to so I can get cool. It got
2: way too fucking hot today.
3: But I'm telling you, I do have a nice tan right now.
2: Nice. <laughs> hey, did you cut your hair? No. All right. All right. I was gonna give you shit.
1: One more Why'd you think that?
2: Sorry, you made you made a post saying I'm. it's getting close. I'm going to have to do it. And somebody said, like, don't do it, dude.
1: Oh, no, I didn't do it. And we have one more. What would Kyle do? What would Kyle do if he was standing in the ocean with his wife and someone yelled shark?
3: <laughs> I would push her in the water and run. <laughs> is that what you did? So this is, this is what happened. I don't know. I, I don't know if she's listening to the show right now. She wanted to come in to make sure I was telling the story right. So what happened was, yeah, we got married. So we've been married for 15 years. So we got married that our, our, uh, <laughs> anniversary. for, for our honeymoon, we went to San Diego. And so we, it, it was a rough trip getting there. Like it was, a, it was a really rough trip. They like, they were having like, uh, like a marathon on the freeway. So like the freeways were shut down, so we couldn't get there. It was just frustrating. We were up all night, like, you know, we were going to have a dry wedding and like keg showed up and we got drunk and I thought I broke my hand in a fight and all kinds of, were, I was trying to throw my pregnant wife in the pool, all kinds of stuff was going on. So we finally get there and we're walking and, and I don't get in the ocean. Like I don't, the, being in the ocean, I don't like it. I don't like really being on the beach. I, I'll, I, I'd rather sit on the, you know, in the hotel room and look at the ocean and drink but we we finally get there, and so we get out, we stretch our legs, and we're like, "This is what we need to do. Let's just let's just take a walk and calm down and forget, you know, the the you know the shitty trip we just had getting here." So we're walking, and and like you know, when you're walking on the beach, and it's like it's just come up just enough to like touch your toes and just barely get your feet wet. So we're walking and talking, and, and she's on my right as we're walking, so she's more in the water and i guess she was talking and i wasn't paying attention and all i heard was blah 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 shark (laughs) so i went oh shit and i like pushed her out of the way (laughs) and like towards the water and i and i run away (laughs) and she was like what the fuck was that i said you said shark so she's like you're gonna throw me in the fucking water And I was like, uh, I guess, I, 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 I guess my my natural instincts to survive kicked in, <laughs> and I guess it was at any cost. I guess, which you know, it's been fifteen years, and I still hear about it pretty decently regularly. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, that's so that's what's has. So if you're walking next to me and we're. Um, and I hear the word shark. I'm just gonna let you know that um, it's it's fighter it's fight or flight, and I'm fighting you into the shark.
4: <laughs> He's gonna take you, not me.
3: So I, you know, I had I had to survive with the bloodline. I guess I don't know. Even though she <laughs> even though she was five months pregnant with our son, you
1: push her and, down for five months pregnant.
3: She didn't. I didn't push her down. I kind of just like pushed her out of the way, even though she was. On my For right, sure. and I and I ran left. I still pushed her towards the ocean. She didn't fall or anything, but she like, like I like nudged her t- into the ocean more, and like ran away, and she had no idea why. <laughs> <But> so, <laughs> forewarn if
1: you're ever with me at the ocean, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I've never heard that story before. I don't think you've ever told that story. I,
3: nope. I've never told you that story. Mm-mm. Nope. I've told you that story, Brian.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I
3: thought I told. I thought
2: I. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I just think it's funny that you had to tell it on the podcast. She, <laughs> sent a, she sent a thing in to make you tell it.
3: No, actually, my buddy, uh, my buddy Justin had actually said, well, "Why don't you tell about what happens if you hear the word shark?"
0: <laughs> and
3: so uh, that that's what brought that up oh man. But yeah so that's just to let you know that's what happens don't walk with me next to the ocean but i yeah. swear to god i I just heard i heard blah, 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 blah shark fuck this i'm out of here because there are sharks in the ocean and they'll fucking eat you end of story they don't give a fuck <laughs> i've seen jaws those motherfuckers will eat you <laughs> Jaws. <They're big.
1: laughs> Pretty
3: funny. Just like one time she's like, You don't see jellyfish here. And because that's another reason why I don't like to go sharks, jellyfish. And fucking, we were walking and like 30 more feet, there's a motherfucking jellyfish. See? <laughs> there's one right there. Uh,
1: but that's it. Good old jellyfish.
3: <laughs> that's what yeah, happened to the You
1: should have let him get stung and then you could have like pissed on her.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so is Jose the only one going to San Diego? He is yep i didn't even
3: try to get tickets yeah, i didn't either
2: i saw that there were people were selling tickets on the uh, craigslist for like 400 bucks for for the Jeez. weekend pass
1: that's that's 200 profit so
3: yeah well yeah. i yeah, it's just you know what's the san diego's cool and it's an experience and it's something that if you're into going to conventions and you and you have a lot of fun, then you should do it once. But it's so crowded, and it's so hard to to uh, get your mission accomplished. Like it's possible, you can do everything you want to do there. But I find it a lot better at, at like Phoenix Fan Fest and like Phoenix Comic Fest and stuff. Where like. You know, like, okay, like, you know, the writer Joshua Williamson of Flash, like, really nobody was going up to him. Like, I got to sit there, even though he wasn't paying attention to me, but I got yeah. to sit there and tell him how much I enjoyed his writing and how glad I am that he's writing it. And then, and, and he's the reason that I'm a huge Flash fan now, even though he didn't pay attention and he, yeah, 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 me. But I couldn't have done that at San Diego. You yeah, know what I mean? Because because yeah. it's, 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 all right, keep going. All right, there, there's, there's, you know, there's 180,000 people in line, and you know what I mean? It, it's it's nuts to butts, and it's really, you really have to plan accordingly. At, but at, at San Diego, but I mean, don't get me wrong, it was we went two years in a row, and it was fucking, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, San Diego has kind of ruined conventions for me though, because like you're never gonna. Re- I, mean, I think the only thing that can compare to the the hype and craziness of San Diego would be like New York. Because Phoenix just doesn't do it justice. And after you go to they're a, just, that. They're community. just saying
4: that because they're not going this year.
1: No, it's, no, I mean, I, 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 I'm saying it. I'm saying I loved San Diego. Like I, I, it's ruined other conventions for me because San Diego is an experience. It's so hype, dude. Like being there, it, it's the hype of it all. And it's, it's a blast, but I've done it two years in a row. I did it two years in a row. And now I'm kind of like, I, I don't care if I don't go. Um, and especially with the the changes they've made to the autograph stuff. Like I, I don't really care.
2: What's the changes they made to the autograph stuff?
1: So all of your it's a like, raffle now. Yeah, it's a raffle, and you gotta put in for it ahead of time. Like all H. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's shit. Yeah. So
1: it's not but, mad dash at the beginning of the convention to first get your come wristband. first serve. Right. It's you gotta win a raffle.
3: I it's it's made me appreciate these cons here more because, like I said, you can actually, you can actually talk to people. You can actually, you know, at. at at San Diego, it's so hard to do anything. Like, you know, like we got to talk to like Robert Kirkman and stuff, but still it was it was quick and you could, you know what I mean? Like it was just one after the other. You got your little thing in, but at these cons here, you can actually sit and talk to these people. Like, you know, like even uh at uh uh what's it called in Anaheim WonderCon you have a it's almost like san diego but you have a little bit more time to talk to people and that's the point of going to these conventions is you get to interact with your favorite artists and writers and actors and you get san diego you don't really get to do that
1: and that's one thing I'll say in defense of Brian Michael Bendis that is the coolest motherfucker i've ever met live he respects his fans he loves his fans when we were standing in line at WonderCon waiting for him he was like, "Don't worry." He was like, he had a long line. He's like, "Don't fucking come to me. I'm coming to you." And he came to the line and just like get your stuff out and was just signing and signing down the line. Like he wasn't letting people come to him. It was he was signing. He went down the line signing shit. And even he busted the balls of the dude in front of us who had a thick stack. And he was like, uh, "Will you sign this for me?" He's like, "Yeah. What do you want me to make it out to eBay?" Like <laughs> he, he busted his balls in line. And he's just the coolest dude. Like he loves his fans. He just. He's respectable. He's like, I'm not gonna sit here and let you come to me. I'm coming to you. And he came down the line signing, and, and it was, it was a fantastic experience. and But and
3: I, you know, you get that, you get an essence of that experience in San Diego, but you don't get that experience because it's next, 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 right. next, and and that's kind of where I think that where San Diego has lost.
1: Yeah, that that part I enjoy it, the smaller con, but like the hype of it all, man. Like the hype of the weekend, like. San Diego, you know, you need like Jose goes, you basically go for sketches. You don't really get autographs at San Diego, right? Jose, you pretty yeah. much go for sketches. So you're an artist. Alley doing thing. Yeah. And with, with me and Kyle who go for the autographs, like it's, it's a lot of standing in line, but you have to strategically plan your weekend and you need all those days.
3: And like Kirkman, the only reason we got his autograph is because even though they remember they told us to leave yeah, we just kept standing in line.
1: Yeah, and Kirk, because he had a capped line and we just kept standing there and he was like, "Like, come on, just come get your shit signed. Did Did you ever hear the story about how Kirkman fucking busted my balls? No. So so I, was stand, uh, I was standing me outside. Me and dude.
3: Kirkman together as a team, as yeah. good friends, got to make yeah. fun of me. <laughs>
1: I was standing outside waiting to pitch a show to Adult Swim. So it was, it was the muggiest day in San Diego. It was hot. I was drenched in sweat. I was fucking one of those stinky con kids and I was like. You know this sucks, and, but I wanted to, I wanted his autograph. I needed his autograph t- on to finish off a book. And Kyle and I went and waited. And he was like, "Do you want a picture with me?" And I was like, I, "I was like, no." I said no. And I was like, only because I was sweaty and stinky, and I didn't want to fucking do that. Like, and he just started busting my balls about it. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I want to sign my book, but you don't want to get a picture with me, huh?" And I just... more than happily joined yeah. in. and he Kyle joined in with him, and he's like calling me an asshole and and stuff like that, and. Like he just started busting my balls. That was that, like, was, <laughs> great. that, like, was, that right. was that yeah. was great. He's like, "Oh, gonna come up here and and get me to sign your book, but you won't take a picture with me, huh?" I see how it is. You really don't really. You just want that signature, huh? And I was like, "Dude, it's it's. I'm being respectful and don't want to be like, oh." Well, I'm and gonna I was going, this. "Yeah,
3: that's fucked up. You're fucked yeah. up, dude." I can't, <laughs> yeah. Kurt, can you believe that he's doing that to you? Yeah.
1: So, you have those experiences, but I've never had quite the same experiences at a local con that i've had at, at san diego
4: the one thing I, I like about san diego is running into like celebrities or yeah, our celebrities like i ran into a uh, joe quesada just randomly at um a, at a booth and that you know we're looking at the same thing and i was like i looked up at him i was like wait you're joe quesada and he's like yeah yeah and you know he shook my hand i took a picture with him but like Just randomly just running into somebody like that. It's just crazy.
1: Well, Like the first year we went with, Kellen went with us. Kyle and I are standing in line for autographs, and all Kellen's doing is sending me pictures of all these people he's meeting. Oh, check out I met this guy outside. Check out I met a fucking uh, um, Jim Lee just walking across the street. Like he's just sending me all these celebrity pictures he's taking, and I'm like, dude, I have not seen any of these people other than on the show floor.
3: Do you know how many but like even at Phoenix Comic Fest this one that just passed do you know how many times they've seen Greg Capullo Scott Snyder yeah. Joshua Tasha Winston Scott uh Snyder, Tinian? the fuck is that Right just <laughs> Dad just pushes them out of the way to fucking escape That's one of the greatest <laughs> stories of all time But you know what I mean you know how many times I've seen them just walking around like yeah. probably seven or eight times just they were just walk, you know Hey man how's it going you know yeah. but-, but I mean <laughs> it, it happens there too <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> Don't
1: get out of my way there's fire alarms going. or like <laughs> God's us, <matter>. who <laughs> the fuck is that you're in the middle of the show floor I think that was that's still one of the craziest things to me it pissed me off at the time but looking back on it like just standing there in the middle of the floor and someone screams it's Norman Reedus and you see the wall you look over and there he is and then all of a sudden you're in just like a swarm of people like you can't move It's it's insane
3: remember my shirt turned brown
1: yeah it's insane like there's nothing. To, there's no experience quite like San Diego. I think if you've never been, you got at least go once to just experience how You got,
3: is. yeah. You try your hardest to go, but it's just, it's it's expensive and it's overwhelming and it's, and it it it's, is it's very oh. expensive.
4: This will be my sixth year going. Yeah, but you, I did that help you? I
2: did Dude. that early in the two thousands. Uh, my last year I went was two thousand six, and that was the year I probably I feel very confident saying was the last year before. Hollywood really took it over, yeah. Um, and I'm glad that I haven't been back, just because from hearing stories of you guys going and I, I could I hate being at cons in Phoenix where it's too crowded and you can't go look at comics and it's all, it's become about movies and movie stars and fucking bullshit. And I want well, to go a, about the comics.
4: That's a great thing about going to the just to see comics. There's nobody there. They're went. They're at the, you know, the the, um, the movie panels and the movie like um, like all the movie places. But all the little Comic Con or little comics, they there's like nobody there. It's awesome.
1: Well, like we saw the guy who played um, Fog- who plays Foggy Nelson, sitting at Hard Rock Cafe outside with a buddy drinking a beer. And pissed I him off. Yeah, and I pissed him off.
4: <laughs> Darkwing Duck, or... Death Glare, because I
1: was like, hey, it's Fulton from Mighty Ducks. He shot me (laughs) with a fucking Death Glare. (laughs) You Mighty Duck duck fucks! Yeah. (laughs) So, and yeah, it's crazy. There's the people you run into on the streets. All right, I
4: got to go. We're just going to start in 19 minutes. Later, Jose. All right, see you guys later. Later, Jose. Bye,
1: Jose. It's
4: awesome having you on, Brian. That's a good place. Oh, yeah. we
1: We can end it, so, for this week. Um... I want to thank everyone that came to hang out tonight watching us live on YouTube. I want to thank Brian again for joining us. And hopefully, you thank can you have brian him on, I enjoy many, it. Many
3: thank you, Brian.
1: Good <laughs> times, but um, for the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt.
3: And everybody cares about comics at Comic Con. Mm,
1: right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nobody does. You're right. <laughs> I'm Matt.
3: I'm Kyle. I'm
2: Jose. I'm Brian.
1: And we will see you next time.